we've been expecting you. We're glad you're here, and we hope this is not an awkward time for you. <laughs> May we all make this house the most inviting, unawkward place in the world for people to find Jesus and to be welcome into the family. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, listen, uh, some parents have written some excuses, and, and these are actual excuse notes from parents uh, excusing their children from missing school. Uh, my son is under a doctor's care and should not take PE today. Please execute him. <laughs> Please excuse Lisa for being absent. She was sick and I had her shot. <laughs> Dear school, Please excuse John being absent on January 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, and also 33. <laughs> These are, they're serious. Please excuse Roland from PE for a few days. Yesterday he fell out of a tree and misplaced his hip. Hope we can find that. Uh, John has been absent because he had two teeth taken out of his face. <laughs> Carlos was absent yesterday because he was playing football. He was hurt in the growing part. <laughs> Megan cannot come to school today because she has been bothered by very close veins. She's way too close. Chris will not be in school because he has an acre in his side. Please excuse Ray Friday from school. He has very loose vowels. <laughs> Please excuse Tommy for being absent yesterday. He had diarrhea and his boots leak. Ay, ay, ay. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Please excuse Jimmy for being. It was his father's fault. <laughs> I kept Billy home because she had to go Christmas shopping because I don't know what size she wear. Please excuse Jennifer for missing school yesterday. We forgot to get the Sunday paper off the porch, and when we found it Monday, we thought it was Sunday. And last but not least, Sally won't be in school a week from Friday. We have to attend her funeral. So, next week. Okay. These are actual parents, and we wonder. Just uh, want to introduce some, some very close friends of ours. Christy and I uh, met Herb and Joe Wood in Davenport, Iowa, 28, 30 years ago or so. And uh, Dr. Wood was my chiropractor. He's the one that introduced me to chiropractic on a real level. And... Uh, he saved our lives many times, and Joe and Herb were some of our youth leaders. He was also a deacon in the church, and I just want you to welcome with me from Colorado Springs, Dr. Herb and Joe Wood. Amen. New Year's Eve 2017, here we are. We're on the precipice of a brand new year. 
a year that is basically, if you want to look at it this way, is formless and void. A year that has no expectations in it. It has nothing happening as of yet. It's a blank sheet. It's a blank page. God is giving us a clean slate, if you will. And we have the ability to write on that blank sheet, that blank page, anything that we desire to do. We can create some new normals. You have that ability. God has given you that ability. We are on the, the, the edge of a brand new beginning. And as I was thinking about this, this time of, of year and, and what God has blessed us with, I, my mind went to Genesis chapter 1 in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, somebody say said. said. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke into the darkness. God spoke into that which was formless and void, empty. And his words created something that showed up. Can I just tell you that God has given you power in your tongue? In fact, Proverbs says... Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You can either speak life or you can speak death. It cuts both ways. Your tongue is very powerful. Your tongue is very creative. Your tongue has the ability to bring life to situations, bring life to yourself, and also to kill yourself and to put you in in a, a desperate situation. James talks about the rudder of a ship is like the tongue. It steers this huge, massive machine. And it's just this little bitty thing. And he said, your tongue's like that. It's a little bitty muscle right here. And that guy right there is really powerful. And the interesting thing is that As you go on in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, Then God said, let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. And as God spoke life into existence, as God spoke the world into existence, he also gives us, created in his image, created in his likeness, the ability to speak the same things. And to agree with what God says. Now when I agree with God, there's power there. When I agree with his word, what he's spoken in his word, there is power there. And so he said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth. 
and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. As I was reading that, those words fruitful and multiply jumped out at me. Fruitful is a Hebrew word, para. It means to bear fruit, literally or figuratively. To bear, to bring forth fruit, to grow, to increase. You carry fruit inside of you. Amen. Your life has fruit. Nudge your neighbor and say, wake up, let's go. It's time to get ready. We got some fruit to bear. Amen? God has, God has given you the ability to bring forth, to bear, to grow, to increase what you are. Like begets like. Spirit reproduces spirit. And the seed inside of you allows you to increase and bring forth fruit. You reproduce what is inside of you. And then that word multiply, rabah, a Hebrew word that means to increase, to bring in abundance. It also has a connotation of an archer, to be an authority, enlarge, nourish, process of time. And so as you are in authority, God has given you the ability to be in authority. He's given you authority to increase, to bring in abundance, to enlarge, to nourish through the process of time what he has already planted in you. And as an archer, you got to pick up the bow God has given you and aim it. Send your arrow in the right direction. Aim yourself. Get a hold of that tongue and begin to aim your tongue in the right direction. Be fruitful and multiply. Create in 2018. Write. Write it down. Speak it forth. Think creatively in 2018. What possibilities lie ahead of us as we are fruitful and multiply? Can you imagine what God has in store for you? Then begin to speak it. Begin to write it plainly. Begin to mark it down. Begin to get a plan. Because God wants to create through you what 2018 looks like in your life. God has created you in His image. You have creative abilities. You decide how you will live in 2018. You decide how you're going to act. You decide how you're going to react. You decide how you're going to respond. You decide how you're going to choose and create in 2018. And I've entitled my message today, Create Wisely. Tell your neighbor that. Create wisely. You got a blank sheet in front of you. You got a blank page, a blank calendar. Create wisely in 2018. One of my uh, friends from Bible college, he posed this question. Spiritual warfare or poor decision-making? Spiritual warfare 
or poor decision making. Some things happen to us, and yet so much of what we experience happens because of what we've created, because of our poor choices. Don't blame the devil for your bad decisions. <laughs> don't, don't blame your circumstances, your surroundings, your upbringing. It, it's time to get up and create some new stuff. Amen? Amen? Recognize there is a devil. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy you. He's out to take everything from you, and he's working overtime to lure you in the wrong direction. But you cast the deciding vote. You make the wise decision or you make the stupid decision. You are the archer. You have authority over the arrow and the bow. Come on. God said to us, be fruitful, multiply. Take that bow he's given you and send it in the proper direction. Don't sit around going, well, I don't know, I can't, I don't know, yeah, yeah. There's a huge lake, in, a huge fish in a lake, and no one could catch him. He, he was infamous. They could see him swimming around, and yet nobody could ever get him to take the bait. And there was this, this young boy who got an idea, and so every day he would take these big, fat, juicy worms and drop them in the lake at the same spot every day. And he noticed after time that big old fish started to come around, snack on the big, fat, juicy worms. And then one day, after months and months of luring this big, fat, juicy fish, he dropped a line in with the big, fat, juicy worm, but it had a hook in it. Fish never saw the hook. Never even thought about a hook. Didn't even cross his mind there would be a hook. And all of a sudden, Mr. Big Fish, who's eluded and evaded every fisherman in the entire area, all of a sudden has been caught. And your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion trying to devour you, trying to lead you in the wrong direction. Is it spiritual warfare or is it poor choices? I'm going to say yes. It's both. Your enemy, the devil, he wants to destroy you. He wants to take everything from you and rip you off and take you down to where you're his. And you've been caught. And there's no escape in his mind. But I'm here to tell you there is an escape. And his name is Jesus Christ, and he has the ability to set you free, deliver you from all bondage and destruction. He has the ability to set you at ease, to bring you new life. It's both, poor decision-making and spiritual warfare. Listen, some of us need to change our destiny by changing our company. You can change your future by changing your friends. Well, I don't know why I keep doing Where are you hanging out? Who are you listening to? Who are you hanging with? 
Who are you spending that great amount of time with? Change your future by changing where you hang out. You need to change your normal location to a new normal. Hello. Listen, going to church can't save you. It's not possible. But it definitely puts you in the right place, in the right position, in the right spot to receive wise counsel and to make some wise decisions. God has given you the ability to take 2018 and create something new. Speak something new over your life. Live something new. Be fruitful and multiply. You produce what you are. Your spirit produces the same spirit. What you are, like begets like. You don't plant a kernel of corn and get watermelons. Seed inside of you. God has placed his seed inside of you as the children of God. Let him be fruitful and multiply through you. Be in authority over who you are. Nourish the spirit of God inside of you. Take the time and make the right decisions. Be in authority like an archer. Control the arrow of your life. Control where you're headed. Aim wisely. Create wisely in 2018. We're not there yet. It starts tomorrow. But get ready. Because you can change a lot of things this year. Psalm 1, I was, as I was thinking about this, the first psalm, Psalm of David just came again into my, my spirit and and I was, uh, I was reading and I was like, this, this, is, this is how you do this. And, and he says, how blessed. Somebody say blessed. blessed. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be, not he might be, not he hopes he's going to be. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they're like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I want you to notice the progression here. He does not walk, stand, or sit. There's, there's that, that walking, just, just you know, kind of going down. We're, we're walking, we're walking. And then you get to a place where you just... Stand for a while because it's, it's a little more comfortable here. And then it's so comfy you just sit down. And let, let's, let's hang out a lot together. And, and this, this wise man does not walk, does not stand, does not sit with the wrong people, getting the wrong counsel, listening to advice from people who don't have the mind of Christ. 
Am I talking to anybody today? I mean, who are you getting your, your counsel from? Where's that coming from? Is it, is it Facebook? Really? Is it the internet? Is it television? I mean, how, how much time are you spending walking, standing, and then sitting in the counsel of the wicked? Hanging out in the places you shouldn't be. Sitting down so comfortable that you just feel right at home with the conversations that are happening and, and you end up becoming a mocker, a scoffer, just like they are. There's some danger here in walking with the wrong people and standing with those who don't know God and, and sitting down. However, the blessed, the prosperous person, the man, the woman of God, they delight in God's law, His Word. He meditates, He thinks about, He ponders, He memorizes, He lives in the Word of God. He firmly plants Himself in the right place near the source of life. She's fruitful. He doesn't wither when the circumstances of life are poor. Not blown around by every, every whirling wind. Not driven away. She's standing. She's multiplying all the right stuff. And the Lord is watching out for the righteous. He knows the way of the righteous. Those in right standing with him. The Lord is watching over you. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And you, you ask me... Pastor, why do you continually talk about the one-year Bible? Why do you continually talk about reading the Word of God? Because it's your life. It's the way you're going to prosper. It's the way you're going to live. It's the way you're going to come to life. It's the way you're going to create the right stuff in 2018. We have a life journal out here that has a reading plan in it. On your smartphone, there are reading plans on the Bible app. You need to get one. Start reading. Start today. Start tomorrow. Start somewhere. Start sometime. Start reading the Word of God. And I was looking back over my, my life journal and, and 2017, which was, it was a tough year. And looking back, I saw how God spoke directly to me through His immutable, unchanging Word. At critical decision-making times, and there were moments that Christy and I both we second-guessed our decisions. We we said, "Did we do the right thing? Did we say the right thing?" And decisions we knew we had based on God's word in very difficult, trying moments. And I'm telling you, you can't trust your emotions Amen. when things are difficult. You got to go to the Word of God. You've got to find the truth. And so, I, I would be. It wasn't like I was looking for things, but I was looking for God to speak to me. And in my reading of my one-year Bible on my phone, I read my Bible on my phone now, and you can too. You don't even have to go buy a Bible. You can read it on your phone. It's free. It's free. It's called the Version Bible app. And you need it. And there, as I'm reading the Word of God, there would be moments when, when God's Word would just reconfirm the truth over and over again. And I'd write it down in the life journal, 
And I can go back there and say, here's where God said. This is what God said. This is what God said. This is how God reconfirmed. This is what God said again. It's the same thing over and over again. Listen, you need a compass. You need a north star. You need a rock. You need something that's not going to change. You need the word of God on a daily basis in your life. Just the other day in my one-year Bible reading, Psalm 119, verse 89. Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your faithfulness extends to every generation, as enduring as the earth you created. Your regulations remain true to this day, for everything serves your plans. If your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. Like, yeah, it's so true. And then he says in verse 93, I will never forget your commandments, for by them you give me life. Hallelujah. Listen, your feelings can't be trusted. What everyone else is saying can't be trusted. Your closest friends can't be trusted. Everyone else's opinions can't be trusted. Your emotions can't be trusted. But the word of God, the eternal word that never changes, the word of the Lord stands firm forever. It's a rock. You can count on it. You can trust his word. You can trust his spirit leading you. So God has given us this ability to create something spectacular in this brand new year that lies before us. But we cast the deciding vote. We can draw upon this blank canvas our preferred future. We decide who we're going to hang out with. We decide where we're going to plant ourselves. We decide what we're going to meditate on. We decide if we're going to spend time in the living word of God and spend time in his presence or spend time with the wicked Walk, stand, sit, talk with them. John chapter 5, I was looking at, at this, this man. Verse 1 says, After, Afterward Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. And inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches and crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? And what an odd question, wouldn't you think? He's been sick for 38 years. Of course he wants to get well. Right? You think. And I'm, I'm saying, Lord, why would you ask that question? But I get the answer, and I'm like, well, hello. He said, I can't, sir. Do you want to get well? I can't. I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. I mean, I, I, I've been here for a long time. And nobody will help me. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Huh? 
Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected, and there's always going to be somebody objecting to you getting up and walking. Somebody going to object of you getting healed and, and becoming whole. And somebody's going to object and say, well, what are you doing? Come on, really? 38 years. You got to stay there, man. Jesus said, now, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. He spoke something into this man. And that which had bound him for 38 years all of a sudden was broken. All the excuses, all the woe is me, I can't, nobody will come, nobody helps me, I'm, ah. Stand up, pick your mat up and walk. And they objected, they said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath, the law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. And I'm just doing what he told me to do. And I'm here to tell you today, God is here. And he's speaking to some of you saying, it's time to get up, pick up your mat and start walking. 2018 lies ahead of you. And I have a plan for your life. But you're not going to get there by laying down, griping and complaining and saying, I can't. Nobody will. I'm, I'm all alone. No, it's time to stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. It's time to get going in what God has for you. It's not time for excuses. It's not time to sit back and say, I don't know. I don't think I can. Listen, when old patterns are broken, new worlds emerge. When old patterns are broken, new worlds emerge. 2018 lies before you. It's clean. It's fresh ground for you to walk onto and leave some footprints that head into a brand new territory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Time to be fruitful and multiply. Time to be an authority over who you are. Nourish the Spirit of God within you. Take the time to make the right decisions. Be an authority like an archer. Control the air of your life where you're headed. Aim wisely. Choose wisely. Change your destiny by changing your company. Change your future by changing your friends. Change 2018 by changing where you hang out. You need to change your now normal to a new normal. So 2018 is basically formless and void. It's empty. But God has given each of us a clean slate, a blank page to write on, to create some new normals. We're on the edge of a brand new beginning. I want you to stand with me. It's time to create wise.